you know, back in the day, success was like my daughter's a lawyer and she's making great money. And then when I shifted to my own business, success is working with clients I love, being in charge of my time, having freedom and flexibility. And then from that place, money flows because you're making an impact. You're doing things that light you up. I, I feel like I work in my zone of genius. That's Jen Burson. And this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Cara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast, where I invite my favorite humans, the awesome, the up to something, and the extraordinary to come and share their story. I hope that you'll be left entertained, inspired, and moved to take action towards living your most powerful life. Jen Burson is the founder and president of Generation PR, a leading LA-based PR agency focusing on baby, beauty, health, and wellness. After 15 years of growing and building one of the top PR agencies in the world, she recently launched Profitable PR Pros, an online community coaching and courses to help others launch their own profitable PR agency. On this episode, we discuss how she made the leap from law to PR, what it's been like building her PR agency while becoming a mom and a wife, and how she's found her zone of genius allowing her to thrive, build her team, and now start teaching others. All that and so much more coming up, but first. If you're interested in discovering what possibilities and businesses are available for you to create and to live your most fulfilling life, please visit thepowerfulladies.com forward slash coaching and sign up for a free coaching consultation with me. There is no reason to wait another day to not be living your best life when you instead could be running at full speed towards your wildest dreams today. Well, welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. No, me too. Uh, So you were recommended. Uh, We, of course, had a conversation a few weeks ago because we both work with Natasha Dressler, who is amazing. The best. (laughs) Yes. And she was like, you know, for months now, she's been like, Kara, you have to meet this other woman in my life who's a powerful lady. She'd be perfect for the show. She's changed my life in so many ways. Um, And I was like, of course, like I love the recommendations. And if someone I know is powerful, see someone else is like being who's changing their life. Then I'm like, yes, like that's who I want to spend time with. So I'm really excited that you're here today. And let's begin by telling everyone who you are and how you're changing people's lives. Oh, wow. That sounds like a big responsibility, but I guess when we volunteer to support people in pursuing their dreams, I guess that's what we're doing. Uh, Well, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm Jen Burson, and I'm the founder of Generation PR, which is a full-service PR and social media marketing agency based in Los Angeles. And um, I'm a former attorney, and about 15 years ago, I just did a total career 180 and said, I'm opening my own PR firm and did it with no contacts and no experience. And 15 years later, we're working with billion dollar brands in our niches, which are baby and kids, beauty and cosmetics and health and wellness. And I also have another side of my business where I support women in pursuing their dreams of running profitable PR agencies. So we teach them how to crush it with their PR services for clients, and then how to launch, grow, and scale a profitable Mm -hmm. PR agency on their terms. 
Well, I have so many questions for what you shared in that brief amount of time. So I'll begin at the beginning, which is how did you go from being a lawyer to be to one day deciding I'm going to open my own firm? Oh my gosh. So let's see, there's a long answer and there's a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the medium answer. I, it's kind of, I've had a lot to unpack over the years and I look back and I kind of realized that there were so many factors at play that I didn't even realize at the time. But one of the things now that I'm a mom, I have two sons ages um, eight and 10. And I knew that I ultimately wanted to be a mom. And I started to look around at my, you know, mm-hmm. big prestigious law firm and, you know, looking at these women who had made it and they were successful by de- every definition. And I didn't mm-hmm. see anybody that I could look to that had kids and had somewhat of like a work-life balance, or mm-hmm. now we're calling it work-life integration. I didn't yeah. see any of that, you know, it just seemed like women would go and have kids and then poof, they just kind of disappeared or they came back and they worked part-time and then eventually they were phased mm-hmm. out. Um, and I just knew that there was something out there for me that was a better fit for my personality and would give me the ability to have more control over who I worked with, what I did with my time, pursue mm-hmm. things that I was really passionate about. Um, and you know, it, the other thing too, is at the time, you know, I worked so hard to get there and I worked so mm-hmm. hard to, you know, get through law school, take the bar and get this really great job. And then I was there and I, and then you just hustle to try to make partner. And I thought, this doesn't feel like me. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was in the right life. I was living yeah. somebody else's, you know, uh, somebody else's idea of success. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it also just felt like a job and not a career to me. It just felt like something I did every day and, you know, barely got to have any free time and it just wasn't the right fit. And a lot of people experience that when they practice, it's not an uncommon thing, but the 180 for me was that, um, I started to promote a brand on the side, unpaid, just had this strong instinct for this uh, fragrance company that I actually discovered on my bar trip in Europe. And when I ran out of this little, like beautifully smelling kind of pulse roller that I got in London, I reached out to the founder of the company. It turns out she was in California and I'd never heard of her products. I'd never, like, I just had all these ideas. There's a million places you should be that would be Mm -hmm. so cool for you. Your product has a great story, a great message. It merchandises really beautifully. Let me help you. Can you just send me, I just reached out and said, send me a big box of products, just Mm -hmm. whatever you got. And I will get it out there. And I didn't even know that this was a service that brands (laughs) paid for. (laughs) I thought PR was for celebrities that got in trouble and they (laughs) had to get out of trouble with somebody speaking for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I knew about marketing and advertising, but I didn't realize PR was the service that brands paid for. But I started working for free for this brand and it just, it, it, it like hit me with so much clarity, what I, what I could do for them and, you know, how I could make connections and get the product to this celebrity and then go tell this magazine about it. And so I did that and got my very first press mention in um, a weekly magazine in Us Weekly. And it had the biggest impact on that brand. So the founder of the company said, we've never gotten more orders. We've never sold out on our Mm -hmm. website as fast. Like this is incredible. And, and I was still practicing at the time. So I had that, you know, juxtaposition of 
working on cases that I worked on my whole career for four years, mm-hmm. nothing happening, slowly just trudging along. Yeah. And then here I did something in two, three weeks that was a tangible result. I could hold it in my hand and it had such a positive impact of building up a business versus expensive protracted litigation that just tears down companies. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's where I need to be. I want to build mm-hmm. businesses, build brands that I love and support them and share their message and support female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And w- just walked in one day and said, I'm out. That's it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm walking away and just started my own thing with no nothing. Just <laughs> said, I'm going to do it. I'll give myself mm-hmm. six months and see what happens. I love that. And I would imagine that there's a lot of things about what you get to do today, that was very much your why of what, what, why you wanted to be a lawyer. Um, what are those parallels that you now get to see faster and on a daily basis? Um, well, I'm trying to think of my why for being a lawyer. I mean, mm-hmm. p- honestly, part of it was I love, I love education. I love learning. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Um, Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know when we're in these, you know, in this space, we, we're teaching, but we're also just consuming, learning, growing as people as much as we can. And I think that I always knew I was going to go and get an advanced degree. And I went to college in Santa Barbara and Mm -hmm. I love it in Santa Barbara. So when my parents would say, well, you've got to come home for the summer, I would say, no, no, I I had a job. I was a bank teller. I was like, I'm staying all summer. I'm working at the bank and I'm studying for the LSAT. It was like, if I said I'm studying for the LSAT, (laughs) they couldn't, they couldn't make me come home. So, and I was kind of paying my own way over the summer. So I got to stay up in Santa Barbara and I did, and I just got on this, um, kind of, uh, track, I guess, you know, then I got into, I took the LSAT. I did well, I did well in college, got into USC, went to USC law school. And then I got in during the dot com boom. It was like the year before the crash. And, um, the first like 2001, Mm -hmm. like not 2008, Mm -hmm. but we're talking, you know, a while ago. And, um, I just was on this like hamster wheel, I guess, of like, go, go, go. This is what everybody's like aiming to get these jobs. But, um, I, so you asked me, why did I, what are my parallels? Um, Mm -hmm. I love just learning and figuring out ways that I can apply it. And it's interesting that, um, there are parallels with law and PR Mm -hmm. in the sense that, um, in litigation, you get the same set of facts as the other side. There's no like bombs that anybody drops. Yeah. Everybody has all the same stuff and you have to make a case and an argument and craft a story for why your mm-hmm. side, your argument is the one that the judge should, you know, should side with or the jury should side with. And with PR, it's really looking at brands and products and figuring out stories and angles and how to mm-hmm. differentiate them in the market. And it's really about storytelling. And, um, you know, that's pretty similar with law and, and just being in this other side with the coaching and creating content. Mm -hmm. It's it, it, now I have a, a a stronger sense of service. I get to Mm -hmm. really connect with people and, and serve and support them. And, you know, women like Natasha that really are just, they they take what you say and they run right. And, and see them just, you plant a seed and they just execute. And there's nothing to me better than that. And I will say that that side of it really didn't exist in in law. I was always very junior, you know, just when you think you're starting to Mm -hmm. make an impact, they throw more on you and you're doing the grunt work again. 
So mm-hmm. you never have that feeling. And, and I love it so much. And I just can't imagine having a career where you don't get to have an impact. Well, I think so many people go to law school because they want to make an impact, right? They want to help. They want to, you know, fight for people who need fighting for, and they want to protect people who need protecting. And it's one of those classic examples of does your why align with the actual day-to-day responsibilities and roles that you have? And I have quite a few private coaching clients that come to me and they're like, listen, my business is, is successful, but I'm not happy. And I'm like, yeah, you just, you built a business doing a job that you don't want to do. <laughs> so yeah. great job on the business, but yeah. we just need to recarve out where you fit in that. And if you should stay at all. And, yeah. Uh, we talk about that mm-hmm. quite a bit too, because there's a strategy with creating a path that you actually want to mm-hmm. be on. And a lot of, a lot of people come into my programs and they're just taking whatever they can get. They're thinking, well, I offer this service mm-hmm. and you know, I hung my shingle and this person wants my services. So I'm going to, you know, my friend's cousin needs my services. Yeah. And the next thing, you know, they're heading down a path doing something they don't even love. And it's that same message you just said, when you are going to go to the effort and the stress and the struggle of creating mm-hmm. your own business, you better love it. Like you better really enjoy the clients you're working with, the work that you're doing and co- figuring out that these are all stepping stones to bigger opportunities, bigger clients, mm-hmm. bigger retainers. And in the case of agencies, so why not be strategic about where you're choosing to work? Um, yeah. And, yeah. So many are very reactive and I'm like, pause, mm-hmm. do you even like this? People will say, God, I'm with that, and I hate it. I'm like, if you hate it, why are yes. you doing it? <laughs> yeah, completely, completely. Especially when you're building your own business, right? Like you're totally in charge. You get to choose everything, including what you do and don't do. Don't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of clients who come to me and say, you know, I really need a marketing strategy. I really need a social strategy. And typically nine out of 10, like there's so many things to take care of before that. But I do think of all the ways that people can put together a marketing plan, like social media is just one of a million and one ways to to promote what you're up to. I often think that PR is something people should do sooner than they do. Um, what's your perspective of PR in your marketing mix and how early should businesses lean in on PR and finding a partner to do that for them? Well, that's a, that's a multifaceted question. So mm-hmm. I think when you're just starting out, you can absolutely do your own PR. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have programs that have taught it. I ended up ultimately pivoting to serve PR professionals um, Mm -hmm. because I love sharing how to build the actual business. And that's sort of the niche that I went down. But we um, have programs that teach people and it's really, there's nobody that can tell your story better than you. There's nobody Mm -hmm. that knows what you know better than you. And I think that a lot of people wait until they think that they're established enough or been around long enough or have some credential or have something mm-hmm. under their belts. And, or they think that there's some like mayor of the internet that's going to say, poof, you're <laughs> you know, worthy of being an expert. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that are out there sharing their message that probably are less qualified than you. And mm-hmm. they just made the effort and pitched a story idea. And somebody said, yes. And now you look at them like they're the experts because they're being featured mm-hmm. in the media. 
and that could be you, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot. It's really that inclination when you're listening to a podcast or you're reading a publication or looking at something online and you get that strike of, wow, I, I could, I can see myself contributing here. Or I should have been part of the story or they talk mm -hmm. about things that my target audience is really interested in and make note of that and start to see where you feel that you're a natural fit. As long as you position it in a way where you're adding value to the publication, you're um, considering their audience, you know, you also um, exhibit awareness of their content. You're not just coming yeah. out of left field and no mass pitching. Absolutely no mass pitching. It's lazy. It's not going to work. I'd rather have you go for five to 10 key targets that will really make an impact and just keep at it and keep retooling your pitch, um, find new contacts, follow their work, engage mm -hmm. with them on social media, make a connection, add value to their lives in some way, respect their work highlight their work, tell them what mm -hmm. had an impact on you, and then reach out to them with a really solid story idea, a very short and sweet pitch, couple bullet points with what your idea is, and like a sentence or two about who you are and, mm -hmm. and how you help people. And you'd be shocked how effective that is. It's really, you don't have to have a fancy PR firm. You don't have to have mm -hmm. somebody doing it on your behalf. And maybe when you get bigger and you can hire a team and you're looking for like national stages or bigger audience. But I've had people, you know, go through that process and land themselves on the today show. You know, yeah. they start with local media and they kind of build a reel and they work themselves up and then they pitch and next thing you know, they're on. So it works. You just have to be consistent and realize the worst thing they can say is no. Mm hmm. Well, and you brought something up too about there being that giving gain, right? Like if you're yes. pitching to somebody, what are why should they like they're in that business? So what do they gain by having you? How do they add value to their, their community or their viewers? And, um, I think that get, that gets missed in so much of the sales and marketing that people do is that they're never telling whoever they're talking to, whether it's an end customer or a potential PR opportunity or someone in between, like why it's good idea for them. It's, it's too much focused on, on, like you and your business versus how I can help you. And I think that's always a smart idea, no matter what marketing you're, you're doing. Uh, so when you look at, you know, making your pivot and going into PR, I mean, starting a business is always crazy, no matter what background you come from or experience. When you first made that leap, what are some of the things that you are so proud of that you accomplished in the beginning years? Oh my gosh. Well, I think just making that decision and owning it and um, telling my parents was like the scariest <laughs> thing I ever did. I was like, I made my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. I'm like, you have to go with me. He's like, I don't want to. And I said, they're going to be upset, but you know, I need, I need backup. I need, you know, mm -hmm. somebody who believes in me that will like give me that strength. And they were, they were upset. They were definitely upset. Um, and it just, you know, I, I think that I had the confidence when I was telling them because I knew that I was just betting on myself. And then I also mm -hmm. had a really good fallback plan. If it didn't work out in six months, I had the ability to go back to get a job in law and like figure mm -hmm. it out from there. Um, so I think in the beginning, just having that um, strength and confidence to make that 
choice and own it and knew knowing that it was just me standing in my own way and then getting out of my way. Um, my very first paying client, I am so proud of working with them because I reached out and offered them an opportunity to work with me for a very reduced retainer for a short, a short period of time. And then we would reassess. And I, mm-hmm. I went for it and I said, I'm going to crush it for you. And I'm going to work really hard and you're going to hear from me. You're going to see results. And if you like what I've done in three months, let's reevaluate. And I ended up working with that brand for 11 years. So it's amazing. Yeah. And in PR, that's like an eternity, right? People bounce (laughs) around all the time. Um, And so I was able to carve out a niche in the baby and kids space and really make that a very well-known brand and align them with a ton of celebrities that had kids that were back in the day, Mm -hmm. they were kind of photographed out with their products in hand, you know, Beyonce and when. Gwen Stefani, Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie, like Katie mm-hmm. Holmes and Suri Cruz, like every mm-hmm. single time they were photographed, they were carrying my client's products. So we were able to leverage that, um, those results and that connection to carve out a deep, deep expertise in the baby and kid space. And I think, um, you know, hiring my first team ne- member, it actually came after I had a meeting with, um, so I went to USC law school. My husband was a little bit later going to USD to get his MBA and he had an entrepreneurship class with this man who he said runs the entrepreneurship program for the whole business school. And he said, he wants to meet you. Like he's giving you an hour. You're an alum. He's going to give you an hour of his time. So he introduced me to the concept of finders, minders, and grinders, which is very similar to like Mm -hmm. um, the visionary, the integrator. It's similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. but he said, you know, you're going to burn out because you're running every aspect of your business. You're currently in a grinder role. And I thought, well, I'm not making enough money to hire anybody to support me because I was looking at my lawyer salary and saying, well, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, and he said, you're never going to get there if you're doing all the things yourself. So he said, less gen equals more money. <laughs> yes. Said, gotcha. <laughs> so I went out and hired my first team member and it's just the freedom to then focus on the business. I know you're, you know, you're teaching this in your programs, but just focusing on the business and getting out of the day to day. And that was a huge leap forward. And then now it's just like, I bring people in like, you know, I need help with this. We find the right people and, and it's just amazing. And I get to just, I, I am out of the day to day of my business and I haven't done any of that. None of the pitching, I focus on growing the business. I focus mm-hmm. on serving our clients. And, um, you know, now with the coaching side, that's a pretty significant area that I focus on. But early on, that was a great win. When you made that pivot to bringing on people and having support, how quickly did you see results um, as he predicted? Like, did you see a, an increase in, in clients and in income and in sales? Like, what was the transition period? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, I think almost doubled ish after the first year after hiring, um, you know, like my first year we were at almost Mm -hmm. six figures. And then after that we were, you Mm -hmm. know, six and multiple six figures and, and just seen so much, um, you know, like they're better, the team that I have now, they're better at getting the PR results than I am or that I ever was. They're so Mm -hmm. connected. They're so fast. 
they're, they're awesome. And mm-hmm. I've been able to leverage the results that they get for our clients to bring in bigger, you know, bigger, well-known clients. So, I mean, we just saw the impact of that right away. And also for my sanity, I just realized yeah. that I couldn't continue at that pace um, and put a lot of pressure on myself because it, mm-hmm. you know, I had a lot of opinions about what success looked like for me. And you know, back in the day for my family, success was like my daughter's a lawyer and she's making great money and works at a prestigious law firm. And then when I shifted to my own business, success is working with clients I love, being in charge mm-hmm. of my time and um, having freedom and flexibility and just mental sanity, you know, not running myself into the ground. And then from that place, money flows because mm-hmm. you're making an impact. You're doing things that light you up. I, I feel like I work in my zone of genius, yeah. you know, not to like put too much of a kind of, you know, marketing spin on it. But, um, and I also like, we just get into a flow state every day because I'm doing the things that I'm really good at. And there's things that I am the bottleneck. I am absolutely mm-hmm. going to slow my team down. I take myself out of it. We create a process. We create some system that'll keep it moving forward. So, um, you know, as soon as I was able to realize, and I'm not, I know a lot of people have a hard time giving up control. I don't, I'm just like, own it, like (laughs) bring it back, you know? And then if I want to take a look and get, it comes back to me 95% and I want to just sign off on it or put a little something on it. Fine. But I don't need to have my hand in everything because there's people that are way better at things than I am. No, and I, you know, to me, being in your zone of genius isn't marketing spin at all. It's like it's real life. It's, you know, if if you wake get to wake up every day and know that you love what you do, you know that you're good at what you're doing, you know that you're making the impact for your team and your clients, then you pinch yourself and say, like, how am I making money this way? And how am I making more money this way than I ever have before? Like, you feel like you're doing less work. Yeah, (laughs) like, am I cheating? Am I breaking a rule? Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. The, the agency, the agency side before COVID. I mean, we definitely got, we definitely got slammed at the beginning of this whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, but like one of our biggest clients declared bankruptcy, like big, you know, mm-hmm. huge international publicly traded company is like, put, mm-hmm. and so that was a huge hit, but we, the agency side is so hands-free. So what I'm mm-hmm. teaching on the coaching side is how to have a business like that side of my business, which is Mm -hmm. for somebody who wants to be a mom, um, be present, have a Mm -hmm. career that makes great money, have total flexibility, you know, be present for their kids, be a room mom, be an art docent, like all the things that for me really mattered because Mm -hmm. my parents were there, you know, they came Mm -hmm. to my art, you know, classes and picked me up from music lessons and stuff. And that mattered to me. I wanted to be that kind of mom. And I knew that wasn't going to happen in law. So when I built the agency side, I never had experience working for a PR agency where I hear that the hours are grueling. They're on mm-hmm. the edge, you know, they're on edge all the time when clients message all hours of the day and on weekends. And I set boundaries and my clients are like, cool. Like a client has not bothered me on a weekend in a decade, honestly. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> like, and so I teach people, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like that. This is your mm-hmm. company and you can create the culture that you want to have, the life that you want to live. And so that agency side allowed me, you know, it's been 15 years. I've been a mom for 10. So I was able to be, you know, a fully 
present mom with a newborn nursing. And yeah, there was a definitely a juggling act, but I loved it. And I felt so lucky yeah. that I got to have that, you know, integration, the work-life integration. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to teach people how to do. So the coaching side is they say this, you know, create a program and then it's passive income. It is the least passive income <laughs> I've ever made in my whole life, <laughs> but it's, the most gratifying. I mean, mm -hmm. I have such a renewed passion for my business mm -hmm. in sharing what I, you know, what I love and what I can help others do. And I just, I'm like reinvigorated in my whole career, mm -hmm. you know, 15 years into it. I still just love it so much. Yeah. And, and I think whenever you're launching a new product or service, the all product development, right? The hardest part is the beginning, right? So I look forward to the day when you're like, it's really passive now. This is great. Just like you've done with your PR agency, right? But I just really want to say thank you for providing those services because the PR world is not one that typically equals freedom for people. And for you to come in, you know, create this agency, have so much success doing it and completely do it your way. And the fact that you were lucky not to have those bad habits or misconceptions that come from the agency world and to now know that, you know, you have the opportunity to pay it forward, like knowing the impact you're making for Natasha. And if you're making it for her, how many other people you're making it for, like you're literally allowing people to transform their lives and create a dream bigger than they thought possible. And so, you know, thank you so much for doing that. And it just, it, it reinvigorates me being in the knowledge sharing space of, you know, when all of us line up together, like how are we really moving forward this next generation of business owners and people? And it gets me so excited. Yeah, me too. It gets me so excited too. And I'm launching next week. I'm launching a new thing next week and it's all hands on deck. And like mm -hmm. the promise of this being something that's uh, working in the background that's we're mm -hmm. working, we're working on that. Um, but I just, I love it so much. And yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, cause I think too, once you, you know, being in the PR space, you're so attuned to like what's possible for people, right? Like, Oh, we can go there. Let's, let's look at this. And you it's when you pivot that to potential clients that aren't PR, but they're on the coaching side, it, 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 there's so many parallels I see there as well, right? Because now you get to be their cheerleader instead of externally, almost internally being mm -hmm. this cheerleader role. Um, I'm so glad that um, the first marketing person I hired on as um, for my team was in the PR space. Oh, great. I had played with a few people to kind of look at marketing holistically and like, it wasn't working, wasn't working. And when I sat back and realized, okay, what do I actually need to delegate? It was a lot of the like telling other people, like, let me be in my zone of creating things and telling who I can, but I just can't, I need a bigger megaphone. I need people who actually mm -hmm. know how to do this. And it's been great because, especially working with somebody like Natasha, because she is the, um, what did I... She took what I had called her and she's like, put it into her marketing now, which I love, but she's an amplifier yeah. and she gets so excited about, um, the people that she's working with that, you know, she's doing way more than what you would expect a PR person to do. 
And to me, that's a sign of a great PR person, yeah. just like any great business and person. And she's genuine. She genuinely, you know, mm-hmm. it comes from a, 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 per, a personal experience. So it's so authentic when she shares. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, to me is going to come through in a pitch and it's going to be yep. very personal and it, there's going to be a connection there. Um, I, she did tell me what you said. Um, it was not like biggest cheerleader. Oh, what did she say? Cause she, Oh, hype, hype woman. Yes, I hear hype yes. woman. Yeah. <laughs> because anytime I do a Facebook live, I do like every week the same time. And I'm like, where's Natasha? Like, <laughs> she's a comment. And then I'll message her later and say, wow, it just meant so much to me that you were there. You just bring so much energy. She's like, I am your personal hype woman, you know? And, yes. and yeah, yeah. She's mm-hmm. the best. When you look at the people who are coming to you and you, uh, you know, whether it's employees who have been other parts of the PR industry or new women who are coming into your, your programs, what do you see as changing about the PR space? Um, definitely the um, shift to digital. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like away from print. I mean, I love magazines. I love magazines. I still have a pile under my bed of 17 magazine from when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. If my mother threw them out, I'll be so sad. I loved them. I would dog ear every page. That's what got me wanting to be in PR is thinking, wow, I can get the products that I love into these pages that I would hold onto for years mm-hmm. and years. Like what a great you know, opportunity. And so that, <laughs> that ship has sailed. And even Oprah Magazine just came out. And I, I read that they actually aren't ceasing the print, they're just heavily leaning into the digital side of things. So maybe mm-hmm. they'll pull back on publication. Maybe it'll be quarterly or annual something, but you know, it's definitely changing. And I think the way that we connect is changing a ton. And one of the things that we're seeing that's really interesting is on the brand side, we are really um, seeing a connection. There used to be a complete separation of church and state when it came to advertising and editorial. I mean that any whiff of, um, you know, impropriety there was like, you know, no, you can't, you can't hint, Oh, I'm an advertiser. Can I get editorial? It was like, do not even discuss it. And now it's implied that Mm -hmm. it's because they want to beef up their advertising. But the other thing we're seeing is magazines and, um, online versions of large publications looking for affiliate revenue and Mm -hmm. they're looking for Amazon connections or some kind of share a sale opportunity because that's why you're seeing all these lists of like top 25 bestsellers on Amazon and 30 Mm -hmm. things we can't live without because they will click through and then they get the entire value of the cart and that's a great revenue driver for them Mm -hmm. because they have such reach on these products. So that's been interesting with our clients that come to us that don't have any way for us to do affiliate revenue. I almost say no to them at the mm-hmm. like at the outset because we're probably not going to be as successful because editors are just like, can I get revenue for this? No, then I can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. So yeah. No, it, it's uh, I see it sh- showing up all the time and how I'm even choosing what platforms and tools I'm using because yeah. I recommend things to people all the time. And one of them that I still do not have an affiliate relationship with is Squarespace and it makes oh. me crazy. Um, and so, you know, we can talk offline about how I can solve that problem. But <laughs> beca- because literally every client I have, if I'm like, here's what I'm using, here's two others I recommend, like figure out which one works for you. Yep. They're always going to choose one that I have because not only 
Do they have social proof that it works? I can also show them how to use it in detail. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, even looking at the community that we picked, I wanted to make sure whatever community platform we use, there was a referral program with mm -hmm. it. Cause I knew the people in the community would be the biggest, um, you know, marketing opportunity yeah. and referrals through that. So it's smart. Like there's so, there's so much power in a brand, even when they're small, mm -hmm. that the, the influence level is high. And yeah. so I, I, it's, um, it's, it's tricky, right? Cause there's like when to, when to get your affiliates and when not to as a, as a company or a brand, but it's, it's really powerful. And we refer things all the time. All yeah. The time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the people in our programs are definitely, you know, they're showing up in our communities and singing our praises and we have tons of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, great, testimonials just yeah. get you know we haven't even really asked on our new program and there's just so many great mm -hmm. comments and my husband tells me all the time he's like those are your salespeople, you know yes. and so we do have a platform that has an affiliate program and I feel on my end that I want to ensure that my sales mechanism is actually converting well and mm -hmm. before I reach out and call in these favors or ask them to contact their network and you know try to get people to sign up but um, I just, I would love for people in the program to be able to share how it's, you know, help them and the value that they get out of it. And that is like way better than me standing up and saying, this is really great. I promise you <laughs> it's a lot, a lot easier to take the friend's word for it. So yeah, those affiliate mm -hmm. links are really helpful. I just said, I'm not quite, I'm a little like not mm -hmm. quite there yet. No, and it's, there's, and some of them are set up in a way where if you don't have enough volume and traffic, you actually can get kicked out. Like people, oh. uh, Amazon is affiliate is one of yeah. them. If yeah. you don't have enough uh, sales happening, you'll get, you'll get booted. Not that you can't go back in, but you get put on a probation. Yeah. And that happened if, to me, by the way, <laughs> I, same, up and then I didn't do anything with it. I was like, this is cool. And then I just never did anything with it. And yep. I see all these people. There's another one called kit. Have you seen kit? Mm -mm. Kit.co or kit, look it up. I, I don't know the URL exactly, but you can go on kit and create, you know, uh, a certain kit. Like I, uh, people in my mastermind have, Oh their, yes, yes. Yeah. The recording kits and it creates like a really cool visual. And then mm -hmm. you can take that code and put it wherever you want. And it takes the whole kit mm -hmm. with it and it's all referral links and it's internationally optimized. Mm -hmm. So no matter where mm -hmm. somebody is, you will be able to have that transaction go through and you get the entire value of the cart. So there's like a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. And so people in our masterminds are building these kits that talk about their, they talk about their recording um, devices and, you know, mm -hmm. their setups for their home studios and um, other things like, um, you know, what I have in my kitchen for a, a, one of the women that like helps people set up like home cleaning, you know, systems. And they're making six figures affiliate revenue through these kits. Mm -hmm. So we got to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a good opportunity there. Yeah. No, it's ah. we're uh, in August where we, we've launched an entire series of like product creation in our community. And so we're talking, I'm coming from the product creation space. I really see how services or products, they need to be treated the same way that, you know, all the effort that goes into the new Jordan release, we should put into each of our products. And I bring this up related to the affiliate program because the affiliate program is another product or service that you're providing. And if mm -hmm. you do it, if you give it all the product development that it needs, 
it can become a six figure, it can become a six figure opportunity because, you know, you have to think about it as another arm of your business. So you're like, okay, I've got the, you know, like in powerful ladies world, we've got the podcast, we have coaching, we have the community and then affiliate mm-hmm. is like another space in the past. It was like linked to our website, but it's gone. Most of the time where we're getting the affiliate from is not our website at all. It's, it's me telling a client or putting it in our community or talking about it on a workshop. And so it ends up being this, I'm talking about it already type of space, but it, you know, I have not in powerful ladies made it into its own product yet. Mm. And I keep having it on my to-do list. Like, all right, someday we got to like tackle that part because it really is money left on the table otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, how do you plant the seeds now? And then, okay, the other products are working. They're, they're up, they're optimized. Now I can like get into this and I'm sure plenty of people who do, that's their whole, if that's their primary income stream, would tell everyone like, no, stop right now, set it up. Like it happens while you sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's make a pact that we yes. both have to by maybe the end of the year, have something a little bit more optimized with the affiliate, you know, cause it's like, I love things that I love and I tell people mm-hmm. and it's like, they want to, they want to get it too, you know, like whatever hair yeah. tool or makeup brush or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like what I do for a living. And, um, if it's not a client, if it's some service that I'm using, especially for the side of the business. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's passive income and it's not your thing. You have to service mm-hmm. along the way. You're not responsible for updating it and, you yeah. know, keeping it running. It's just like, this thing is awesome. I promise you. And I love it. And then people can see what you see and, and thank you. I mean, it's how mm-hmm. I found my, um, membership platform that I use that I just love mm-hmm. so much. So, mm-hmm. uh, so when, when you think about, you know, powerful ladies in particular, what does powerful and ladies mean to you separately as words? And what do they mean to you when they're combined? Uh, powerful to me means just owning who you are, being yourself and you know, it's really exhausting to have to kind of pretend that you're somebody that you're not in, mm-hmm. you know, if you have to do that in a relationship or with friends or online, I think that that takes away your power when you're, you know, stepping into some persona that you think you need to be. And I think that that kind of takes away your power. So I think somebody that's powerful or the word powerful, it's really owning who you are mm-hmm. in every in every facet, good or bad. And, you know, just accepting that you may not be for everybody and that's okay. And that whatever somebody says to you online, that's not about you. It's about them and they can't take your power away. So to me, I see powerful and it's just like person with their hands on their hips. And it's just like, this is me. You either like me or you can just move right along. So that's powerful. Ladies, I still feel like the word ladies without the word powerful, it to me feels like, you know, we're, we're sort of, um, we're not allowed to swear, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jordan, your, your producer said, Oh, you know, don't worry. Like whatever you, you're going to say, it's fine. But ladies, you know, it was like later ladies are proper and ladies don't swear and ladies, um, you know, kind of mind, mind their P's and Q's. Right. And you don't say what's on your mind because it's not ladylike. Mm -hmm. And I'm like a woman, I'm not a lady, (laughs) (laughs) but, 
powerful ladies. I think when you combine the two, you get Mm -hmm. almost the flip side of the word ladies. It kind of turns it on its head and it's like we're female and we are strong and it's also collaborative and we support each other. And that's the community that I'm building. It is a community of people that was so sorely needed in our industry where people hold their secrets close to the vest Mm -hmm. and they don't share. And it's like, this is my secret sauce. And if I tell you, then it's going to be to my detriment and nobody's giving anything. And I felt like, why is that missing? And so my community is like powerful ladies. It's, it's, if I can borrow your, your, like, of course, (laughs) I mean, just people helping each other and realizing that together we make each other stronger and, Mm you know, nobody's standing around censoring what you have to say. If it's on your mind and you feel it's important to you, then we want to understand and and hear it and create a space where you feel comfortable to talk about those things. So mm-hmm. yeah. we, uh, with that in mind, who are some of the powerful women in your life who have, you know, guided you and inspired you and helped you through your path? Um, some of the powerful women in my life. Wow. Well, my mom absolutely mm-hmm. is so strong and she's an incredible listener. She knows a ton about so many things and she's, um, never like a know-it-all type person. She just very much is like absorbing and learning and listening and taking things in. And when we talk to her, I talk to her about my business. There's always you know, she listens and waits until it's appropriate. And then there's some idea that she shares and she's always very, she watches every one of my Facebook lives. She'll listen to every podcast. She'll say, you know, Jennifer, I noticed that. And my mom the other day said, Jennifer, you um, talked about how you do all of these things. And you brought up this idea of following up with the media and you talked about why it's important and and it's set it up that it's, you know, there's a way, proper way to do it, but you didn't say how. And I'm like, that's right. I didn't give them, you give them the why and you tell them the how. And she was like, oh, I get it. So it's just funny. It's nice to know that my mom, you know, really strong, really independent and um, really gets everything that I'm up to. And that has always meant a lot to me. And other powerful women, I mean, just in my, my mastermind, the women um, that are members of my fast track mastermind we learn so much together and they are the, the, the feeling of being open and coachable. You know, I always had this concern of like, well, they're so smart and established and they've been doing this so long. And what if my way isn't the right way? Or what if they think they're not getting enough? They're not learning enough. And it's not me. It's, everyone together. It's that collaborative community and I'm learning a ton from them. And I just feel so lucky that I've created this environment and then the Mm -hmm. right people found it and we all serve and support each other. And so I just, I, I work really hard for them and I want to create amazing, you know, products and programs and results for them. And Mm -hmm. so they inspire me and just other women that are moms that are working moms. And, you know, back when we had babies, there were so many women that I was like, oh my God, if she can do it, I can do it too. You know, breastfeeding for 12, 13 months and, you know, working full time while doing that Mm -hmm. and taking a pump while I was at a trade show and storing the milk and getting it home. It's like, oh my God, this is a nightmare, but so-and-so did it. So I can do it too. And it just, I had all of these women that, um, 
you know, we had to find them. We had to seek them out. It wasn't like my whole friend circle, honestly, when I had babies, not everybody understood, but I did Mm -hmm. have a lot of really, really strong working moms that we just like, you give each other like a knowing wink. Like I got you. I know what you're going through and I'm here for you and I've got you. And those are my powerful ladies in my life. Well, I feel that's what, you know, your community and the uh, coaching that you're doing and the powerful ladies community it provides that same wink to people because you're you're in this pocket of, you know, people who want to be in PR in your space or, you know, women in business and powerful ladies. And whatever step you're in, I think a lot of the, the reason why ideas expire and reasons why our motivation to keep doing these crazy entrepreneurial ideas can expire sometimes is because we're not surrounded by people who are going through it with us. And to have a whole group of other people in PR that you can be inspired by and learn from and like know everyone's like in it together, no matter what level they're at, it changes everything because you don't feel like an alien anymore. It's not you versus the world. It's now like you and your squad versus the world, which is way easier to take on. Yeah. And you're operating in this bubble and you second guess Mm -hmm. everything. Am I doing this right? Am I charging the right amount? What are people doing? What do you put in your proposals? Like what what am I doing? That's the thing people come to me and they're like, I don't even know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> yes. You probably are, but there's always room for improvement. And it's like that, that accessible, you know, just having information accessible. Now you're no longer trying to figure this all out on your own. And I just described it as just being in a bubble, you know, yeah. like you're just, you're, you're going it alone and your family doesn't understand. And they're just like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And to finally have people that get it and they're around you and they're like, oh, sister, I get it. And I'm with you. And I experienced that. And I came out yeah. on the other side. It's just, it's priceless. Mm-hmm. Do you view your, the coaching arm of your business with your courses and programs as another child? Like, does it occur <laughs> to you that way? Yeah. Now, now I do. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I definitely spend more time on it than I do spending time with my children who are currently in their bedrooms on their devices with headsets on and like mommy's doing a podcast <laughs> need silence um yeah it is like I would say also my my agency side I was so it's been so kind of tied to my identity I was you know I'm really proud of it and um I think I had a lot to prove walking away from uh, something that I also worked really hard for that was very expensive and took a lot mm-hmm. of time to get there and really risky. And so for so long, I was really tied to the, the agency and the success of the agency because it had a reflection on me. And now I'm less tied to that because I realize things ebb and flow and it's no reflection on me personally. And I know that I can always generate more revenue. I know that I can always, mm-hmm. I have a good reputation. I have a great network. I have a great reputation and a great one network, not to diminish our reputation, but, um, and, and I can pound the pavement if, if I have to, but this, the other side of it, it's just the idea of it has been so intriguing to me for so long. And, and I just felt like, wow, if these things existed when I started, I would have been on easy street so much faster. And if I can help other people do that and other people aren't sharing what I'm sharing, I just, think there's so many people that I can help. Mm-hmm. So I do view that side of the business almost like another, it's like another entity. Like even the, mm-hmm. the kids know, oh, mommy has the pitch lab and she runs her courses on Kajabi and they know it all. And when we get a new member mm-hmm. of our programs, I have a little bell 
and I ding the bell and it, everyone in the house can hear it and they go, yay, mommy, you know, it's exciting. <laughs> and it's just, it's like a celebration and it's a part of their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's all they've ever known. And so I do feel like it's almost like another child, just the amount of attention and care and love and concern <laughs> that I've invested in these programs. Well, yeah. and, and even the people who are taking it, right? Like I, you know, I think we share that we probably care more about that part of our businesses than other ones, because there's a different level of wanting to show up for these people who are so excited to be there and so excited with the results they're producing that I am sometimes more motivated to show up in that part of my business than others because you're like, oh, it's fine. It's going. But this one, it's like, no, there's living, breathing people who are, you know, just waiting at the door. Like, like it's like a baby bird thing. Like, what's next? What else can we have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it's so cool to see all that coming together and, and even how they're impacting each other. I'd love to see too. Where did the idea for the bell come? Because I like that. I think I might be stealing that idea of like having the bell and the whole house knows. Isn't it awesome? So we had this game, I guess. We like have a gazillion games here. And one of them was like this cup stacking game. And there was like a picture and you have to stack the cups a certain way. And then you ring the bell. So the kids were like, this game, it's kind of junky. We don't like it. I'm like, save that bell. <laughs> save that bell. So we had the bell out. And there, when I launched this in um, end of March, April, I guess it was April. Um, and I just did a little founders thing and kind of told people we didn't have a sales page. We just had a checkout page. And I was just like, Hey guys, I have this thing. You can mm -hmm. get in at a founder's rate. We'll never raise your rate. It's going to be great. And we didn't even really know what it was going to be, but I said, just trust me, we'll build it out. We had like 60 people sign up, you know, and it was 47. So awesome. It was so awesome to me. And I was like, Oh my God, everybody is in. And they were all starting to help each other. So it was cool. Um, but I had this bell out. So I walked downstairs and I was like, ding, 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 ding. And they were like, what does that mean? And I said, mommy made some sales. So then I said, you know what? I'll ring the bell every time. It just happened to be sitting on our Island. Mm -hmm. And now like my husband was in Montana last week, hiking at Glacier National Park and he had no cell service. So I was like, just sending him messages as they popped in my head. I'm like, oh, he'll get 20 messages for me when he gets cell service. But every time I had a sale, I would text him an emoji of the bell. <laughs> and he knew, he knew what it meant. So he mm -hmm. got a cell service and he scrolled through. He's like, oh my God, this is so cool. And the kids hear it and they love it. So I, and I was told by a, a neuroscientist that there is like a positive feedback in your brain. And it's like great for, mm -hmm. you know, creating new neuro synapse, I don't even know, neurotransmitters around success, like it creates a success, a success trigger, and that mm -hmm. it actually has a positive impact in hearing that bell. So I'll ding it all day long. I love it. <laughs> yes, right? No, I, I absolutely love that. I'm going to be putting that in my pocket for other people to get their own bells because, <laughs> you know, it's, you do, you need to count every one of those sales, like every yeah. client counts, every customer counts. And there's something beautiful in the bell because you get to celebrate with that like individual customer in that moment, even if they don't know. But it's like, no, like that people don't realize the impact they make for a business every time they make a purchase. And I think that there are business owners like you and I that like see every name, see everything. And you're like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Because yeah. it's the only way to validate that your business is working is if people are buying it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how beautiful your website is. It doesn't matter the other things. If people are buying it, it's real. 
and the right people, the right yes. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know them. I see them in my groups. I have a Facebook group and it's popping. It's like going mm-hmm. off and they come and engage. And then I see them go through and get this opt-in. And then I see them. I have an email that says, introduce yourself to me. And I reply to every single person. I want to know, what do you, what's your business? What are you focused mm-hmm. on? What are your niches? What do you love about it? Tell me what's your biggest challenge right now. And then I see them going through all of our stuff and then they purchase one and they purchase the other. And it's funny now I'm doing this, um, this, uh, webinar, this masterclass next week and I'm getting these opt-ins and I go look and I'm like so excited. And it's all the people that are in the programs. They just want more and more, but it's like such an affirmation that it's the right people. The right mm-hmm. people are finding this. And my people are really hard to find. It's like PR professionals. And on Facebook, they are really hard to find, really mm-hmm. expensive to find them. Ads have been a real struggle and I have great ads people. And they're just like your audience is, it's a challenge. So when we know that we're bringing in the right people and having that impact, it's like, ugh, I just can't get enough of it. Like I need to know who they are so that I know how I can serve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, we're currently shifting our email, uh, marketing platform. And so I'm literally converting all of our emails, making sure all the right tags are in. And when I see people that have the hundred tags, cause they've been doing a hundred things. I'm like, yeah. you get an extra hug. You get an extra yeah. hug. Yeah. <laughs> cause um, yeah, like the, the repeat buyer is that sign of the next level, right? Yeah. Getting any buyers is exciting. And then when you see them, like you said, showing up again and again and again, you know, having rock stars on your on your customer and client list, like nothing's better. And, you know, it's to know that you're making such an impact for that person that they're like, I want it all. Give it to me, whatever it is. I'm like, what, yes. what else you got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else yeah. you got? Bring it on. So for women who are inspired by you and are following your footsteps and they, they want to have their own PR agency and have that, you know, work-life integration, where would you tell them to start? Wow. Well, um, we see our success path with the first kind of thing is honing your skills and really becoming a a master at your craft and providing the best PR services possible for your clients. So the way that we support people in doing that is through the pitch lab, which is our monthly membership. And it's awesome. It is so awesome. I'm so proud of it. And it just, the way that it comes together in creating a foundation, like the, the foundational core content is mm-hmm. how, you know, step by step by step a framework for how you do PR for clients. And then we layer on mastery with different master classes and these monthly execution guides, which are so awesome. They're like 35 pages of timely relevant angles for all different kinds of clients that tie into what editors are thinking about and when, so you can plan out four, three, two months in advance. And Mm -hmm. people are using these to land clients because they're coming up with ideas in their client, you know, pitch meetings, new business meetings, and using them to, you know, attract new clients with their ideas. And I have a whole panel of people with different experience and let, you know, they're all a decade or more of experience, but different niches that are contributing to these um, execution guides. And they're Mm -hmm. awesome. They are such, I mean, just worth the price of admission alone. But just getting in there and figuring out how to refine your skills, because the whole 
concept then next is the agency accelerator where we teach you how to launch, grow and scale a profitable agency. The premise there is I want you to have consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue. So mm -hmm. in order to do that, you have to have clients that are happy and they don't want to leave. So you mm -hmm. have to provide great service. So first we teach you the service in the pitch lab, and then we give you a framework for how you run the agency with strategy, sales, service, and scale. It's the path to profitability framework. And mm -hmm. that's the next step of it. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, you know, I, I think anyone at any level, we have women in there have been running their own businesses for 20 years and they come in and they're, they're it's all, even if you know every single thing in the program, that's helpful <laughs> because mm -hmm. then you mm -hmm. are assured people love it. They're like, oh, I'm doing it right. It was such a great refresher mm -hmm. that I'm already doing things the right way and I needed that boost of confidence. So you know, at all levels, we're serving people, but that's the path. It's the pitch lab and then the agency accelerator. And uh, where can they find the pitch lab online? Um, so our website is profitableprpros.com. I think it redirects to Gener Generation Academy, but we thought Profitable PR Pros was a little catchier. Mm -hmm. So that'll redirect you to our um, whole course storefront. And there is, I think, a little... Um, we're going to be doing a, a, a masterclass and turning it on with, you know, an evergreen solution so that we can serve more people, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and not launch all the time because <laughs> it's <laughs> so tiring, but yeah, that's where they can find the pitch lab. There is a little kind of uh, product thing on the site. I love it. Well, it has been such an honor to have you on the Powerful Ladies podcast. Thank you for all you do for your communities and Natasha and now Powerful Ladies. And I can't wait to see how we can support each other going forward. Thank you so much. Me too. Thank you so much. Guys, I am such a fan of Jen. She's a perfect example of a powerful lady. She's built a life and a business of her own design, following her heart. She's made it work for her and her whole life herself as a leader and a boss, her family, her team, and her clients. She's focused and chic and always committed to delivering the best for her clients while also chasing top performance for herself. And now she's taking her success and paying it forward to the PR specialists rising up today. To connect, support, and follow Jen, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Generation PR. We have all of her other links from LinkedIn, Facebook, her website, and even her email, all on thepowerfulladies.com forward slash podcast in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Powerful Ladies podcast. There are so many ways you can get involved and get supported with fellow Powerful Ladies. First, subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. Join the Powerful Ladies Thrive Collective. This is the place where Powerful Ladies connect, level up, and learn how to thrive in business and life. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page, and of course, visit our website, thepowerfulladies.com. I'd like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. Without her, this wouldn't be possible. You can follow her on Instagram at Jordan K. Duffy. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.